welcome to Just Dads Reading Books, a podcast about judging your kids for what they read. This is produced by Matt Martins and EJ Sanders. Music by Russian Baths. Hi, hello, it's me. It's I'm I'm here with my friend EJ. What is this energy? What is this <laughs> I'll explain energy? after we finish the introduction. <laughs> hello, I'm here with my friend Matt. Yeah, EJ's a little bit happier than me today. <laughs> I uh, think my rating should reflect. Listen, that. I think I think my tone <laughs> should reflect that. Uh, so we we today today's task the task for just dance reading books this week. Uh, uh-huh. was to read Watership Down, <laughs> which, uh, if anybody knows the history of that book, it's uh, dark and at times <laughs> quite sad, and boy, it's just yeah. a lot. And I'm also sad to report, I just couldn't do it, y'all. I just couldn't finish it. There's nothing wrong with it. It was never a frustration with the book, but uh, it f- completely failed to hold my attention, and I even tried to watch the movie. I was like, well, I'll at least watch the movie and like kind of get you know up to date with that and also that my I, my brain would just wander and i just couldn't do it uh i tried so hard so many times to keep this this book inside my brain i have read like an entire synopsis i figured reading a synopsis of the whole thing and then listening to the audiobook would maybe keep me a little bit more invested that usually helps me of like kind of knowing if i spoil things for myself then the audiobook feels like a retelling and it kind of works mm-hmm. for me and yeah. no just nothing nothing worked for me this week yeah um and that's sad but also like not unexpected because <laughs> what happened uh in the lead up to this episode was matt uh, was basically basically gave ej the keys to the kingdom on this one <laughs> Matt, I remember Matt asking, he was like, well, what are we doing next week? You can do anything you want, uh-huh. EJ, because I, I, I don't know if it was like a delayed recording or what, mm-hmm. but I used my leverage <laughs> at that time to say, we're doing Watership Down. Yeah. And, and I think I Matt audibly was, screamed. I think yeah. I said, oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you definitely, the message you sent back in response was, oh, great. Oh, Fear. great. 18 uh, <laughs> hours long, EJ. Like you Abject were just exasperated. Yeah, yeah. So, so it was very funny for me, that part of it. Uh, and then uh, the book was uh, a really great time. I had a great time listening to this one. Mm-hmm. I also listened to this one. This is just dad's listening to audiobooks. Yep. So well, Nothing's changed this week, and if it's this long of a book, you you best you better believe. believe I'm yeah, not it's, reading. It's it. going in the ears. It's going in the ears for sure. So yeah, but but I did pay attention through most of this book. This is a book that's split into four parts, mm-hmm. um, and they are very distinct, yeah. different stories. Not yeah. that they all run together. I shouldn't say they're very distinct. It's not like Tale of Despero. No, where, no, no. Uh, you have four different parts, and they all kind of like amalgamate to like the fourth part. Yeah, it is a it is a cohesive. Uh, linear tale yep. um from part one to part four um but yeah just uh i thought a good book uh, yeah. top to bottom Can't i should say i i finished part one uh and then you issued me a challenge of starting part four just be like hey just get to part four yeah, that's yeah, where yeah. it like gets really crazy good and i did try to do that but honestly also by that point it's just mm. like i couldn't keep bunny names in my yeah. head uh there's also th- this book is so interesting and i know ej you really want to talk about the foreword mm. in this book and we'll i, I think yeah. we'll definitely get to that stuff but uh what's just interesting to me even is that this book is like the lord of the rings 
of I wanted to write a book about rabbits <laughs> and like how much intent yeah. there was in these rabbits being not anthropomorphic, like it being actual physical rabbits and just sort of ascribing them a culture um, and a language, even to the extent though of like, I don't know. It's not like I worked out a full elvish language thing, but it's like, I, I have words that the rabbits use, oh, but yeah, I definitely. found myself getting tripped up on those words really often. Yeah. Um, the lapine language. Yeah. It's funny. Cause it's all the noises. It's like a and, and like the thing yeah, you can picture a rabbit bunny mouse. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Little bunny noises. It's uh, cute. But I did find a bunch of that stuff like hard to parse what was trying to be expressed to me, you know, because it's almost always like a rabbit trying to explain like what they think a car is, right? The the does or something like I, I forget exactly. Th- yeah, <laughs> herditors, uh, the herditors, the, yeah, the herditors, which is just like the sound of an engine, right? It makes yeah, total yeah. sense. But herditor, it, that herditor. that stuff did feel like a barrier for my brain to get past of like, and and I think for someone like really really invested in it that stuff feels authentic and is part of the world building and i understand why this is like an all-time classic but it just was something i never got my head around basically yeah i I do like your description of that i think that's supposed to be a visual thing Mm -hmm. um Mm -hmm. you know there's sometimes whenever you're listening to audiobooks whenever something gets said or or something is repeated and i think it's probably way more clear in the in the uh you know text. actual yeah. reading of the text right it'd probably be in italics or something right where you're like that's in lapine yeah <laughs> you know? yeah well like, that, i very, think that is the biggest thing is i was listening right. to this at either one and a half to two times speed oh, which is usually buddy. how i listen to a lot <laughs> yeah but same. it was also like I kept trying to slow it down to help myself, but then it's like, this thing's 18 hours and I got, I only got so much time <laughs> I to get through this thing. So I don't know. Something's got to give. And I definitely ascribe that to why I did not hook really? with it. Because when you hear a Fefra and Herderder at Herderder, two times yeah. speed, it's nothing. Just so you know, it's absolutely nothing. <laughs> yeah. So um, one thing about this book is in the foreword, um, Richard Adams foreword is about how this book is not supposed to be an allegory or yeah. is never meant to be an allegory. They now, always first, say that. The authors in well, the 70s are obsessed with saying this. With things not being allegory. Yeah. yeah and that's and that's totally fair. And you know what, though? Um, now that I've, I've kind of broken down that sentence and I've said it aloud, mm-hmm. I think what Richard Adams really means by that foreword isn't that, isn't that, it was meant to be an allegory, right. but it may have turned out to be sure. And I think that that, I think there's a recognition more there than, than, than Richard Adams, like Richard Adams, was like, I didn't mean to make it an allegory, but it kind of is. Yeah. Yeah. So, so I think I'm giving him a bit of a break because yeah, it sure. is very allegorical, right? <laughs> like we very much are like, Oh, this is, this, this is a lot of things. And yeah. even in the Wikipedia article, it mentioned some of the things that I didn't even uh, pick up on, but uh, like the Odyssey and the Aeneid. Yeah, so. right, right. Well, so let's talk about what this book actually is. Uh, this is a big, I mean, this is sort of an Odyssey. This is a big trek, and uh, or at least it starts off as a big trek. Basically, the idea is we're just following some rabbits, uh, and they have, we, we establish some of their just culture that we've sort of ascribed to typical rabbit behavior. I do love this kind of writing, by the way, and if I mm-hmm. think I think if I did more writing of my own, I would lean into this kind of a thing where it's like, I want to, I want to write something about an animal and I'll use traits of that animal to just sort of like make a goofy little side thing. So, you know, they give them a sort of pseudo religion and there are some rabbits in this culture that basically 
like are mystics kind of yeah. and can sense well, storytelling danger right. they can sense that yeah, yeah. bad things are coming oh, oh, oh you're I'm talking about, about fiverr. fiverr so yeah. fiverr is sort of the inciting incident of this story is fiverr's yeah. got a bad vibe about what's going to happen to this rabbit's uh warren and yeah. fiverr starts telling people we we need to go but like fiverr has no evidence for why we need to go fiverr just knows we gotta go and uh fiverr basically tries to convince uh, uh, our sort of main character is actually Hazel, uh, and Hazel's going to grow to become essentially the leader of a Warren. Uh, but they're going to gather a bunch of other rabbits, and they're going to leave, leave their Warren to find a new home. And the mm -hmm. first part is very much just their journeys. It plays out like that, where it's just kind of like, and then this happened, and then this happened, and then this happened. Um, something I found interesting from the forward is Richard Adams talking about uh, this was a, he, he used to just tell stories to his daughters. They, they yeah. would just, they would just do little stories like in the car, just a quick little story. Mm -hmm. And one time they were on like a very long road trip and the daughters were like, we want a story that lasts the whole trip. <laughs> Don't we want it to never stop? <laughs> Not a bunch of little stories. Give us yeah. one big story. So he's like, okay. And apparently <laughs> he basically pulled yeah, the core structure most yeah. of Watership down he just pulled out of his head on that road trip and it was so fun that his kids were like you should you this one needs to down. actually be written you need to write this yeah um and so yeah i mean surely he went back and sort of then cleaned so much of it up and and was pulling mm -hmm. just from memory of what he said on a whim while he was driving a car but uh, yeah, they they travel the countryside, go from place to place. There's some cool stuff in there. Uh, my favorite bit is they come across this other Warren, and like maybe this could, maybe we could like join these other rabbits. But these other rabbits are all much bigger than them and mm -hmm. super weird, like a bunch of kind yeah, of sociopaths. They're yeah, like they're yeah. they're distant. They they don't they don't fully check yeah. in with with anybody. And over time, they learn that these rabbits are fat and happy off the nearby farmer's, uh, mm -hmm. you know, farm. And they basically, I mean, it's basically akin to like a freaky cult that makes sacrifices yep. to keep themselves happy in their cult because they basically recognize and they just are hush hush about the idea that like, well, yeah, I mean, every once in a while a rabbit gets trapped and goes missing, but the rest of us are happy. So, you know, <laughs> We just sort of deal with one it. Of us, one, one of us. One of us. <laughs> uh, but it's a, it's a bunch of other stories like that of just like their encounters along the way until they eventually yeah. get to Watership Down. And then like really the last three parts of the book more or less are them truly trying to settle. Nearby Warren's going to war with them. It's a whole, yeah. it's a whole everything. <laughs> yeah. So I, I do want to talk uh, before we get into like each of these parts and kind of what they mean. So there's a lot of characters in this book. There this are. is like a, a pension amount of characters mm -hmm. in this book. Like Thomas Pynchon famously writes a lot of characters mm. in his books and maybe never always fleshes them all the way out. Uh -huh. I will say Richard Adams maybe does too much fleshing out of some of the minor characters. Like I didn't really need to know a ton about Pipkin, uh, <laughs> but I do know a lot about Pipkin. Um, but really we're, the story is about, I would say the five main rabbits that are the good guys, right? Are, yeah. are Hazel, Fiverr, Big Wig, Blackberry, yep. and Dandelion. Yes. And Dandelion gets included because Dandelion has a really uh, interesting task in this story, which is Dandelion creates the allegory uh, in a way. Like he's the he's creating the allegory for the rabbits, right? Okay. Like Dandelion weaves these stories mm -hmm. uh, between chapters yes. at some points where he's talking about 
um, this uh, uh, El Herrera yes. is the name. And it's like basically a folk tale, yeah. a folk hero, right? Yeah. So he tells all these stories about El Herrera. I can't even pronounce it. Yeah, it dude, it's, a, not, it's not it meant to be pronounced. <laughs> I mean, it's basically not meant to be pronounced. It's meant right. to be a bunny's word, okay? Right. So. <laughs> El Herrera is this, is this like folk hero, and there's all these stories about him, yep. like akin to secondhand lions, essentially. Yeah. Like if you've ever seen that movie... It's basically Dude, like Robert Duvall's character. You know what it's almost <laughs> more like? I Honestly, what... Or, or maybe I'm thinking of a different one. Or there's, there's what? There's also like a Fefra or something, which is sort of their spiritual character. Uh, no, so, not a Fefra. Well, the, the, the movie the, yeah. opens with like the tale of like how rabbits became. Like how oh, all, yeah, how yeah. all life became yeah. life and how rabbits specifically were made. Frith. And it's... Yeah awesome the movie starts so cool and i would love more animations (laughs) just like that and also it notably very much reminded me of season two of the legend of korra (laughs) the big chunk in the middle about one oh yeah yeah it's got big one vibes anyways continue (laughs) let's go on (laughs) uh yeah 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 no they play pray to a god named frith um and that's that's kind of what you're talking about like the start of the the world world Mm -hmm. right um, is Frith is like this god rabbit basically that it was like, but we need <laughs> Frith is interesting because Frith's a god who's like, ah, no, we need opposition. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so there's some very interesting things, but essentially, like this book is about Hazel and Fiverr at the beginning, yeah, and then it becomes about Bigwig for mm. I would say, I would say 60% of this book is oh, just dang. like Bigwig, yeah. like navigating Ephrafa, which is this, um, uh, a police state, um, very akin to, you know, some famous police states that yeah. we may know about in history. Um, so not an allegory, though. Uh-huh. Um, no, not. not an allegory at all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so Bigwig is kind of like, I would say, almost the main character and ends up being, uh, just spoiler alert, the the hero in the, yeah. in the end kind of is Bigwig. But it's a very violent book. It's yeah. very um, It's very interesting, though, because there's a lot of themes in here that are probably not necessarily for children. And there's probably a lot to be said about maybe the relationships between bucks and does. You sure? Um, Yeah. I don't know if that's something we want to get into, Matt, Um, (laughs) just because. Yeah, I mean, it is a thing that's, I think, uh, for people who are interested in this book and check it out. It's common criticism. It's common criticism, and there's a lot of stuff you could go out there and read, but we could at least summarize the the sense and the concerns uh, that are that are brought up in it. But I would say on the front end of it, especially just as a person who like didn't read through all of especially that part of the book, but is just was reading a synopsis. I at least want to give some grace to the idea that, you know, Richard Adams is trying to create a different non-human culture. And and that, you know, came with some things. And this was like the 70s. And I don't it's like it's a lot of things at once that doesn't mean it's not valid to criticize it but it it just means like we can understand uh kind of the mindset that things are coming from i basically i don't take it even necessarily as like an indictment of richard adams richard adams was writing for a culture and a a world that he was not like fantasizing about was just trying to say like i don't know this is how rabbits act let me ascribe uh some sort of humanistic logic to that yeah i think i think that might have been kind of the misstep in a way yeah however however you know because like like we said there are some valid criticisms of maybe misogyny in this um which is essentially that the all of the bucks or male rabbits 
um, treat the does or female rabbits as if they're objects a yeah. lot. Um, there's a lot of like, we got to get as many does as we can so we can, you know, <laughs> so we can start our own litters essentially right. of right. other rabbits. But like, there are a lot of notes in the book, like Matt's saying, where it's like, this is specifically about rabbits. Yeah. <laughs> and so it's, it is very hard to ascribe human traits because none of these rabbits act like humans. Yeah. It should be like That's noted that outside yeah. of the, outside of the fact that they, that they have to communicate in English so, right. so that we understand what's right. going on. There's not really, um, you know, there's no human connection. Humans exist in this world. They are not, yeah. They are not one to one like uh, anthropomorphic, right. you know, animals. They are yeah. literally rabbits with talons, and they scrape and yeah. dig, and like, and they have thoughts that you might imagine a rabbit would have. Right. So it's so it's not you know while like I said before you know maybe ascribing some human traits in some ways. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Richard Adams overall does a good job of staying away from it as much as he can. Mm-hmm. Um, but but there are valid criticisms. Yeah. So. He could have made different choices and it didn't have yeah. to be that way. And especially if it's something you're having your kids read, it's the kind of thing where it's worth sitting with them through that part and being like, this is just a weird thing about bunnies and like, let's not, <laughs> let's yeah, not let's try interpret not to... this in some sort of positive light, <laughs> basically. Right. Let's not yeah, think of not this positive. as a way to try to make humanity more similar to it. I would not consider that the goal. No. Well, so, <laughs> I, mean, I mean, that's true about this entire book. Though, yeah, right? exactly. Like, it's right. kind that... of like, it's kind of like, yeah, like they're bunnies. They're kind of all pretty dumb in yeah. a way. Like they're right. all like, they, they ascribe to dumb bunny logic a lot, yeah. which is fine. Like it's totally cool. Um, but at the same time, it's like mostly about survival. It's about mm-hmm. Maslow's hierarchy of needs. This mm-hmm. book is just, is just like, it's basically eight to 10 bunnies at one point that are just like, dude, we got to find a way to like live out where we're, we got to start our own Warren and yeah. we just don't want to be at war yeah. with like, all of these other places. We just want to like have a nice place where we're safe from humans, Mm -hmm. but at the same time, safe from each other. Right. Like we're all rabbits. Like, why can't we just like live in this like idolistic place? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so there, there's, it's just, it's just a weird, it's a weird, it's crazy how beloved this book is. I know that. So that's the point I wanted to sort of transition into because it is, it's a brilliantly written book yeah it's so interesting that this was like beloved by kids and that's even what like uh richard adams is like his failed publishers like publishers he sent this to and they didn't want it that's what they told him too they're like this doesn't seem like it's for kids and it doesn't (laughs) like adults don't want to read it because it's about rabbits and then the kids don't yeah. want to read it because it's about fascism and like weird other <laughs> fascism stuff. Fascism and, yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. But, but that's just not like, true. Like, that's not how it yeah. worked out. Once somebody finally took the took the risk on it, it became like a, a, a monumental behemoth, a huge classic. And it's just interesting that it sort of is able to go beyond that. And, and I think mostly it's because of richard adams dedication to keeping the world consistent so so it's not about i think to me this proves like a book doesn't have to be about anything to like qualify it for kids it just has to be like consistently told right like a a, a, as long as a kid can like take hold of something and just like dive fully into it then you're good to go. So when we talk about like books that talk down to kids, 
I think part of that can be interpreted as it's not committed to its world. It's committed to pandering to, to a child's perceived desires right mm. but a book that's like i don't care what you like this is about right, right. this this the is kid the, is like this cool is the world i'm I've into created. that today right. so let's be into that right yeah no i and that's it the i think it's the most commendable thing about watership down yeah. is the fact that it it's boy does it stick to it right um like if there's if there's nothing else about this story that you, you want to cling to it's it sticks it sticks to what it's trying to do yeah um it you know the rabbits themselves don't necessarily grow and change, mm -hmm. but they were already so kind of fleshed out early in the story that there isn't a whole lot of growing and changing that needs to be done. The biggest growing and changing that happens is really between Hazel and Fiverr. Hazel is like kind of just a uh, normal rabbit, like just known for being a good leader essentially, yeah. like, but doesn't know that at the beginning, like Hazel's a good leader. Right. And then like, right. Like people are just like, yeah, I guess Hazel, you know, we, we follow Hazel no matter what. Uh, and Hazel changes into this, like, you know, almost like this godlike figure at the yeah. end. Like they have this, the whole last part is called Hazel Ra, which right. basically means King, right. King Hazel or Chief Hazel. Right. So it's this, it's this like title that you hold, um, but it's earned by Hazel. And mm -hmm. that's like the biggest change that we see in a character and Fiverr as well uh, becomes less like. Uh, of a skittish little yeah. prick, yeah, <laughs> um, which is kind of how I would describe Fiverr. I hate Fiverr. I'm just going to be honest. Like he's annoying. Fiverr. Yeah. Well, it's funny because Fiverr at the beginning of the book, I'm like, oh yeah, Fiverr's kind of cool. Like I like that he's like this like uh, prophet rabbit mm -hmm. or whatever. Mm -hmm. Like he's got this cool thing, but then he just like kind of ruins a lot of stuff for like all of his. Right. friends because he's just like i don't have a good feeling about yeah. this we gotta and go trust me it's like we gotta go trust me and it's like dude i'm tired of trusting you. and i'm kind of on bigwig's side right. Right. who even in the beginning bigwig comes off as this jock right mm -hmm. bigwig's like this guy who's like oh yeah, i'm just out here trying to have a good time <laughs> I, look i'm gonna be the biggest rabbit i'm gonna be the biggest rabbit and therefore and therefore i'm gonna be the muscle around here uh -huh. and so and then like bigwig after a while is like the most like the person like, yeah yeah you're like big wig like yeah. he comes through so him. many He's, times he becomes like, the time empathetic after character. time yeah time after time does big wig come through in this book where it's just like big wig's a freaking hero dude <laughs> big wig is like big wig may be like a big old lug but big wig freaking like he he is so loyal he is so brave and like all of these things it's so funny i'm looking at the wikipedia article right now just full disclosure uh -huh. and those are the things that are being described like that's how the they describe accomplishments hazel. that's how they describe hazel uh -huh. and i'm like dude you describe bigwig that way that's my guy my guy went into the thick of battle and nearly died trying to save everybody yeah and it's like and hazel gets all of this love for like his his brave bravery no that's that's, That's BS, dude. It's bigwigs. <laughs> you're you're, you're on appropriating <laughs> bigwigs' love for Hazel, and I don't appreciate it. I don't know how the I, you know, I didn't. I, I should have watched the movie. I didn't have time this week. Yeah. I was doing other things. But if I had time to watch the movie, I would love to see how they portrayed those two characters because. Uh, the last I checked is uh, Hazel is just like a good motivational speaker. Yeah, right. And Bigwig actually gets stuff. Well, done, man, I'll tell so. you this much. There's at least the part where Bigwig almost dies on the snare. Yes. He gets snared up. Yes. That scene like makes you sick. It makes you sick to watch because the thing about that yeah. movie and the reason it's so. So, oh, for, OK, let's talk about the movie for a second because it's <laughs> hilarious, man. Yeah, you yeah, can, yeah. So you can watch it on Max HBO. We whisper that now, right? HBO Max. Uh, so you can watch mm -hmm. it on there. Max. 
and under it's it gives you like uh genre tags when you when you pull up stuff and it calls it adult animation which is just that's just hilarious it's just so funny that, that we can't in 2023 we have to look at watership down and be like it's for adults but also you pull it up and it starts with some really horrifying sequences but it's funny because just just to go to the the point of all of this that like is this too dark for kids? I was watching it with Molly, and Molly goes, ooh, scary. <laughs> like, like, with a smile on her face. Ooh, scary. <laughs> she was into it. It was it was like, you know, you could be into weird, creepy, dark stuff. Why not? Yeah. Um, but, yeah, when they get to the big wig on the snare part, I mean, it, it like... The art style is trying to be quite realistic. I mean, it's it's you know it's like hand drawn. It's still cartoony, but yeah. like the whole point of this story is that these are real bunnies. So nothing about them is anthropomorphized yes. or anything. Right. And when he's in that snare, he's like coughing up blood, and he yeah. they, like they all think he dies. He just lays there, and yeah. it looks like a rabbit corpse. <laughs> I mean, it just lo- it's just sitting there, and like basically my brain got convinced that I was just looking at a, de- a dead, a poor, rabbit, sad, yeah. dead rabbit, and yeah. it like really got to me <laughs> like it yeah. like gutturally it was it was too much and that's how a lot of that movie feels it's just like really nasty terrible stuff happens to these rabbits when they fight like when the rabbits get yeah. to fighting in this movie yeah. it is yeah so much more gory than even the worst slasher flicks like it feels so much more raw than than like friday the 13th or or whatever it's it's weird too because in the book it doesn't come across that way. In yeah. fact, there's there's not as many. It's so funny because like from my memory of the movie is there's kind of like a big battle. Yeah. Yes. Right. Like, and that kind of happens in the book, but the way it happens in the book, it's much more like a, an intrigue kind of thing that's happening mm-hmm. where it's like there's a lot of tunneling and a lot of people like, like there's or not people, but there's a lot of rabbits. that's like trying to outsmart the other side. Yeah. There isn't a lot of like clashing and right. it, and really it comes down to one big battle between Bigwig and uh, whatever the name of the captain is. I yeah. don't know his the, name. Yeah. The opposing uh, captain, uh, general Wundwart. Wundwart. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. They call him Wundwart also in this, in uh, the audiobook. <laughs> yeah. 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 That's Wundwart. So there you go. Yeah. That's nothing. It's not an allegory at all. So. <laughs> Anyways. Um, well, uh, I, I really wig, am wig, sad yeah. that I didn't uh, I didn't make it through all this one. I do think it's something I would I, I it's the kind of revisit. thing that I like, um, but I think under the time constraint and yeah. and just in the it just wasn't the right time for me for this one. But at no point was I disliking what I was listening to. No. It would just sometimes like twenty minutes would go by and I would be like, uh oh. I don't know what just happened for the last 20 minutes. I, I actually tuned it out. I just stopped paying attention, especially just because I think the biggest thing is the character thing, which holds true in the movie too, because I would say the oh, movie yeah. doesn't do a fantastic job at like really distinguishing. Like, distinguishing you know who Bigwig is? To, to, to That's EJ's kind of the thing, thing though. Is, Bigwig though. is like the most distinct right. looking rabbit. Because he's big. Um, and uh, and <laughs> he's, he's got like a little, strong. he has like a toupee on though too. Yeah, yeah like he has like oh, a specific funny. style going. Why to did him. they give him a toupee? I don't know. They didn't need to give him uh, one he's huge <laughs> but like hazel kind of easily yeah. blends in with a lot of other at five or just looks slightly smaller than the rest like it it becomes hard to like know who the rabbits are which 
partly adds to the style of it where you're just like i don't know man it's just these ra- it's all these rabbits like it, it doesn't well, matter kind of part the, who's it adds doing to the what story yeah right it kind of adds but, to the story right like where rabbits are all one yeah being but it way. does make it sometimes hard to follow the action basically but yeah i i'm really glad you liked it a lot because i we needed that oh, uh, cool. the, the representation of that because this is this is a good one and i think there are uh kids out there that will be hooked by this uh still today uh, I, I I don't think this is one that should be lost to like just like an old classic that we don't like keep up with anymore. I think this is a is a book still worth putting in kids' hands and seeing kind of what they do with the not allegory that it definitely is not. It's not one, and I you know I don't I don't think it's important at all for kids to read into the events of this book even a little bit, right? They don't. And there's nothing to take from this. <laughs> it's not important. No, I want yeah kids to read this book. Yeah, it's cool. Uh, I'm going to give you my top three favorite characters yes, please. Uh, in order. So <laughs> number three, uh, my third favorite character is Dandelion. Uh, I yeah. think there's there's scenes in this book, and th- this is probably some of the stuff you tuned out, Matt, because it's kind of hard to listen to, but mm-hmm. when you go back and listen to it, it's really cool. Um, but there are just whole chapters of just Dandelion telling you a story. Yes. And then I, I, got, like, I, I feel like I kept into one of those but it, it was one of those things where it was maybe five minutes into it and i was like wait did i miss what's that someone's this is a new perspective oh yeah. this is dandelion yeah. doing his yeah, thing dandelion okay i got doing it. but thing, it would yeah. like i would miss the transition point into that basically yeah and it would throw me through a loop for a second it's like wait we're not talking about the the r rabbits anymore we're talking about like a different thing but i did i i liked those bits like i yeah i, I if anything i should just go through and just listen to dandelion stories like just because those are good and They're that's a good cool. that's a good portion of like understanding okay. yeah. rabbit culture and which is a big part of what the book is about anyways so to just like read those as short stories i think would be interesting uh yeah my second favorite character is this character named kihar mm-hmm. um which you i don't know if you met kihar uh-uh. I uh, Kihar is a gull that. Oh is wait, like a, I did in the movie. I forgot his yeah, name was Kihar. Kihar so annoying. Yeah. I, yeah, I and when I when I, I skipped him. to chapter four, there was some of him <laughs> in the audiobook as well. Yeah, he, great. Yeah, absolutely. Off, Firmly agree with you. Second best character. Fantastic. Kihar, Kihar is great. <laughs> Kihar is great, and also the reading by Peter Capaldi. Yeah. Uh, doing Kihar is hilarious. So Man. Kihar is great, and then number one, it's my guy. It's Big Wig. My least favorite character is Fiverr. Obviously, yeah. uh, I would put Fiverr. Uh, uh, below the actual dictator in this book, <laughs> um, General Voonvort. So that's where I'm putting five. The real villain of the story is the is one five. who told everyone to leave the initial war. Good Lord. Just stay where you're at, dude. I don't know. Like it, it could not have been as bad as like what happened to like all your friends. Okay. <laughs> like and like Fiverr does not like to, to add to it. Yeah, Fiverr yeah, literally right. does nothing. I want to go out on me just ranting about yes. Fiverr. Okay. We'll, the we'll just fade way. this out somewhere. <laughs> His name is Fiverr because it means little th- thousand, which which is a runt rat. He's a runt, okay? But like, like that shouldn't be an excuse for really anything. It should just be that Fiverr is just like another rabbit, and he should not be as annoying as he is. Part of the problem with fi- Fiverr too is that like he just talks so timidly, dude. It's like speak up a little bit, my guy. Like if you could just for a second just speak up and let people know what's going on instead of having to whisper to your brother hazel the entire stinking book like the entire way through he's just like hazel i think there's a problem and then hazel has to tell everybody and then it's hazel's problem so that's my problem with you fiverr